everybody, and welcome to a podcast with Jordan Haas. It's a podcast with me, Jordan. You know, me. Hi. Uh, this is a rare episode because I'm recording a video version of it. And then I'm going to just make an audio-only version and then upload that to where you normally see podcasts. So this is a YouTube video and a podcast. The only reason being is because I uh, just want to see how it works. So we're trying something new. Also, uh, there will be pretty much no distractions today. Uh, simply put, um, <clears throat> mom is back in the hospital. Yeah. <clears throat> so, it's it's like according to my clock, 11, o'clock, 11 p.m. So it is very late. Um, I was thinking doing a Twitch stream tonight, but of course, it's Saturday at 11. Didn't do a podcast all week. Can't do it. Um, anyway, uh, just so we can get the the uh, the reactionary comments out of the way. Uh, my mom's okay. Uh, 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 you know, uh, COPD. Basically, that's the best way to describe it. Uh, seen on TV with the little machine and all that. <clears throat> um, so they just have to get all that CO2 out of her and then it'll be fine. So it's basically just like a cleaning job for her. Uh, nothing serious, no scaries, just sort of just, she just needs to be checked into a hospital for a few days. And it'll all be good. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not liking the whole going to the hospital thing. Uh, constantly, it just sort of freaks me the fuck out. Um, especially when I keep hearing hospice. Uh, but I'm hanging in there. I had a I had a big sleep yesterday, about twelve hours, and I might do that after this podcast. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> that's how we. That's how it goes. Um. Anyway, uh, I wanted to record this episode because we did the Mario episode last week when Jack showed up, and I loved it, and I had a lot of fun. And then uh, this week, all the chaos with my mom happened. And I didn't really get a whole lot done. And that kind of... That kind of is okay here and there. Um, so I want to quickly go through... This is another one of those trademark... Jordan watches a lot of streaming shit and wants to talk about it kind of situations. Uh, first things first, Split Second on Game Show Network. It's a game show review, but I don't want to make it a very stretched out uh, review of a game show. Uh, Split Second is basically taking off where Split Second first came out, but uh, now it is essentially a Game Show Network show, which means it's simpler, but it's also still stays true to the format and is sort of cheap because it's the $1,000, $10,000 Game Show Network bare bones. Uh, Michael Higgins is, John Michael Higgins is still one of the better game show hosts that they have from America Says. So it's good that he's hosting another game show at Game Show Network. Uh, in this one, there's a prompt and then the three things. And then you ring in, if you're the fastest, you get first dibs on an answer. And then whoever buzzes in second gets second and third is third. Uh, I always thought it, they played by three of the match rules, which is like they get to pick which one. But I guess not. Uh, I, I for, I'm maybe forgetting. Uh, if one person, if, if one person gets it right, it's 100 points. If two people get their prompts right, it's 50 points. 
and if all three get their prompts, it's 25 points. And in round two, values double. And then in round three, those points get allocated to amount of correct answers needed to win in the countdown round, which is true to almost any GSN sort of thing, a big catch-up round for someone to come from behind to win the show. And then they have to get seven correct answers in 60 seconds, choosing between two prompts. That's the bonus round. If they can do that in 60 seconds, they win $10,000. Otherwise, they just get $1,000. Um, I, I will say that I like the idea of choosing a prompt. The only problem with that on a game show review standpoint. So, the game is fine. It's it's split second, in my opinion. The set looks great. Higgins is great. The show is cute. My issue with split second is, one, it's still that you have to be quick on the buzzer to get first dibs. It's not like a choose your zone and then you get that. Um, and then if two people pick the prompt and on the buzzer, like the challengers, which I thought would be a much better... Uh, way to handle that. Additionally, um, I, I I don't like the second, the final round, because one, the thousand, ten thousand is still game show minimum in my opinion, and it's been about twenty years since Game Show Network did GSN originals, like the second coming of it, because they did used to do phone things in the nineties. Uh, but when we had things like friend or foe and whammy and cram and lingo they all had a different prize value russian roulette gave away a hundred thousand dollars um friend or foe it was kind of like twelve thousand dollars uh cram was ten thousand lingo was five thousand but they had different values and i thought that was a much better kind of game show format than what we now have which is a thousand ten thousand minimum and unfortunately that sort of passed over into a lot of fox syndicated shows as well additionally the other reason i don't like that in uh, in game show network shows or in this case uh this show is because uh in the case of that final round a question writer has to write two questions and research two answers and have to get like approval on both answers that it takes a lot of effort to write a game show question and get those little sources that you're kind of in a speed round kind of fit you're losing out on half the question because you couldn't approve of it to me i i, I think that is a waste of questions and one of the problems with any sort of quiz-like show is you have this... Because the most important thing of a quiz show is the questions and the writing of the questions, the flavoring of the questions, but also wasting the questions. I think that's one of the major negatives of Show Me the Money, that William Shatner Dance show, was they just throw questions out. Uh, so they do that with split second in a speed-like format. <clears throat> to me, that's sort of a bit of a waste. I kind of wish it was something more like uh, America Says, where it's like you have 60 seconds and you got to get three prompts and then you get another three prompts and then another, like a speedier version, a split second or something. But um, then again, they do a thousand dollars in point rules. I don't, I don't know. They also used to give away money on that show, by the way. It wasn't points. Just something to think about. Just 
Hey, could we just say, hey, $25? I know it's not a lot of money, but just bring for a few hundred dollars to these contestants. That's all I'm asking for. Especially if they have to go through like a whole like boot camp trial to learn how this show works. It just seems like a... It's not as big as a grab as getting an actor to, hey, you're gonna be on TV. It doesn't, no. Not, not a good get. Uh, so, but split second, I would say it's a B. Should you watch it? Eh, I'm more of a fan of Switch, to be honest. Because I like the idea of this, the score and the position switching out like a board game. To me, that's very cute. And then the final round is very simple. Five in a row, miss one, you go back. To me, that's sort of a much better show. Um, but as long as Game Show Network continues to push the uh, shows that they've created, I'm on board. I love that one Game Show Network takes a risk and tries new ideas. To me, that's the best thing about Game Show Network. It isn't look at the old stuff we have. That's Buzzer's deal. It's the look what new shows we've come up with. And I want them to expand on that, to try new things, to try cool prizes, to try more cash, less cash, a rate, a, like, a, like a Wheel of Fortune arbitrary score where there is no set top score. Something like that would be a lot more interesting. Um, but hey, I'm not in charge of the Game Show Network or that sort of front, so it's, it's up to them. <clears throat> um, additionally, uh, I watched Cocaine Bear for the first time on Peacock. That's right, I watched the Peacock for the Cocaine Bear. You've never seen Cocaine Bear before. Elizabeth Banks directed this movie about uh, the 1980s drug cartels. And uh, at one point in Tennessee, they had duffel bags full of cocaine. They dumped them in the woods. But what happens when a bear finds the cocaine, sniffs it up, and becomes the cocaine bear? Uh, what you get is probably what I would say one of the funniest horror movies I have seen in quite a while. I, at first I was thinking, oh God, this is gonna be like Jaws. This is gonna be a creature horror thing. Launch out the cocaine bears out to get you. And while there is somewhat like horror tropes in there with the whole like, there's a slight jump scare in the movie, but not like jump scare. More like just like a sneak attack bear shows up. Um, it's more of a comedy than it's led to be in a way that I actually kind of was sidelined like, what? And I don't really want to spoil a lot of it, but a lot of the antics of the cocaine bear, which is the big predatory in this, is funnier than any sci-fi original movie. It is campy as hell. This is the kind of movie that I think is the perfect summer movie. I know it aired, it aired like early this year, January, I believe, or last year, December. But it, it to me, it screams summer because of its, it, it's the, it's that camp, it's that national park system, the forest. It's this genre bending of of laughter and comedy with horror and action that I actually really enjoyed. Uh, my favorite uh, scene. And, okay, there's a couple of scenes. I feel like I'm gonna have to spoil the fucking movie, which sucks. I don't want to. Um, but, um... One is the medics. I love the medic characters in this movie. 
because they get the call that there's a there's a bit of an in there's an injury in the in the house so they go over to uh the this little national park house there's a smoky bear there's a lot of smoky bear jokes and it's like a big gaping wound it's like clearly blood and the bear mauled them not shot and as they open and they try to open the door they just keep bonking the head of the guy and the other girl who's already shot can't breathe goes bear, 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 bear. and then it's like what bow 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 and arrow and the other back is trying to open the door and then sees the bear and just goes uh close the door in a hilarious slow-mo bear oh bear crash and the bear shows up and there's this big old chase where they try to get the park ranger into the ambulance and they try to hop into the ambulance and they're running and chasing the ambulance and basically everybody dies except for the family and a couple of drug cartels the end spoiler um but uh, it, it was such a it's such a good movie because they get away with a lot of things for the concept of a cocaine bear in a way that I felt was enjoyable. You have a bear doing fucking Popeye. Like, oh, he's unconscious. The the cocaine falls on his nose and then like Popeye with spinach. He pops up and then he starts mauling a person. It is hilarious. I, to me, that's what I like. It's, it's such a movie that is, I, I'd say a tune out because it, it just is an enjoyable kind of movie. To me, that's the kind of movie that we need more of in Hollywood. Just really far out ideas, really silly ideas. And it doesn't matter if it sounds stupid or looks stupid or does stupid things on scene. It's just enjoyable. To me, that is Cocaine Bear in a nutshell. And then if you, and then afterwards, because it's on Peacock, there's a whole documentary about the real life event of the Cocaine Bear and what happened in the 80s and the drug cartel and the whole museum. And actually that's a good uh, viewing, especially if you love true crime horror uh, because of all the things presented. To me, that makes it just a little extra um, for, for you. So, uh, to me, that that is one of the better movies. I love that, and I wish more of it happened in Hollywood. I know we have to do a lot of adaptations and movies and TV shows and comic books and video games now, but the dumb concept of a based on true story of a cocaine bear, beautiful, just beautiful. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, next is another one of these uh, streaming shows. I watched Power Rangers. Now, I am gone on record to say Power Rangers is better than pro wrestling and better than the MCU. I, 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 I think it, it's just because of the way they do fight sequences and the, uh, the action is very anime in its storytelling but it's also comic booky because you're a hero and what oh, does it mean to be a ranger? They have all of the same plot points that are in the MCUs and the DC TV shows and pro wrestling, but it's not afraid to be stupid and have explosions and really weird CGI. So um, <clears throat> Power Rangers, once and always, 
is a special. I would I, I would say it's an, a movie, but it was more like a extended episode of a Power Rangers thing, like a fan. I wouldn't say a fan project because it's an actual in canon Power Rangers story, uh, which is kind of. Um, I would say it's okay. Um, so, the the story of essentially the the movie is that uh, Trini uh, passed away, the Yellow Power Ranger, uh, and essentially Zach Walter Emil Jones, Black Ranger, uh, is now a, a single dad. To this little girl who's now a teenager just like Trini and wears a yellow shirt just like Trini and she wants to be a Power Ranger but it means so lot and I don't want you to end up like her and all this stuff and inst- and what we get is Billy uh, David Yost the Blue Ranger being like the main character in this and now the Blue Ranger is the leader in this Power Rangers group and then uh, they get uh <clears throat> They just try and get some of the original crew. Um, I believe they also got... Uh, they got... They didn't get Dave, Jason David Frank because he unfortunately passed away. Um, so they were trying to get basically like a little bit of everybody. They got uh, Johnny Young Bosch to be Adam Park again. In a nice cameo where they... I think are on the set of the Mystery Science Theater 3000 show. The new one, where they're behind the green screen with the space moon. Uh, and it's... Essentially, the story is, Rita's free! I'm gonna take over Earth! Like, again, because it's Rita. And I'm back! I'm back, bitches! It's me, Rita Repulsa! <laughs> That's Rita. Uh, so we gotta stop her. So they get the mega. So basically, it's it's like a thirty year reunion kind of thing, like a perfect kind of anniversary special to pass the torch to Power Rangers. But I would say certain things. It sort of just felt like, oh yeah, that happened in Power Rangers lore. I'm sure if I was an even bigger Power Rangers nerd and went to Power Morphicon. And, and really knew the lore even more, I would have a lot more commitment to this special. But for me, it just felt like a single story. Rado wants to take over Earth. Uh, Trini is dead, but the daughter wants to be a Power Ranger. The dad says no, but she's continuing on. In <sighs> you get a fight sequence. Don't do that. A fight sequence. Don't do that. Get in the car that's Johnny Young Bosch's not Tesla Tesla company, run over goop, and then mud goes on there, and then it flies! Don't do that. Uh, and then uh, Rita kidnaps her because she's it wants to be the Power Ranger. And then in some twist, she sees her mom, and that gives her the power to be a Power Ranger, so then they can all form the, the, the Megazord, and then they can stop the Rita Repulsa robot. It blows up. The end. Oh, you're a Power Ranger now. Uh, and then they basically have a heartfelt tribute to Trini 
and uh, Jason David Frank, and then they go back to bam, 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 go, go, Power Rangers! Pew, 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 pew! So it, it, it's okay. Um, I, I think in terms of, I guess, special, it, you, you couldn't really do a lot of a fan trivia. It felt like a short, like they had to create this immediately, and this was probably around the time of Jason David Frank just like not being there and they just tacked that along because it's more a trendy story um plus uh i think in terms of like a fan service episode isn't like forever red the one everyone talks about all the red rangers coming together that's something i do like about the power rangers they're not afraid to bring back old people to uh to 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 be with the new cast and it's like hey it's a mix of everybody being a ranger i love that uh, the old and new cast showing up um, because it makes like a lot more fun of that generational past the torch that like people who watched Power Ranger 10 years ago can watch it now and I think that's very cool um, <clears throat> so as much as I was a little disappointed by that special it, it, it was just a nice enough like fan tribute like it's a good oh yeah the juice bar Bulk and Skull's face is on a sandwich billboard, but they're not really in this. But I heard that stanza, and that's all you're getting. Um, they could have done more, but it just sort of was like just a little bit, just like a little, like a morsel of a of a fan tribute Power Rangers thing. Uh, it's good to always see Power Rangers. I will always like to see more of this Power Rangers. And I'm sure there is more Power Rangers episodes to come. I'm sure there's a new season. I haven't really checked it out that thorough. But hey, you get some of the old cast members back. And hey, Alpha 9's like, ay, 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 it's me. I'm a robot. Hey, you know me? I used to voice Daggett on Angry Beavers. Also, I'm Invader Zim. Ay, 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 ay. Uh, so yeah, it's fun. Uh, finally, on my streaming list, my streaming show, uh, I watched a Jury Duty. Jury Duty is on Freebie, which is Amazon's attempt to do uh, Pluto TV or Tubi. Amazon has their own, which you can actually watch on Prime Video. So if you still have Amazon Prime, because <laughs> you want to have that two free two-day shipping, you have you have uh, uh, Freebie essentially. On your Prime Video, and in Freebie is there's like a Judge Judy show now on there. There's like a Play-Doh show, and there is this 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 show that people have been telling me to watch, and I'm glad they did because I will. This is the big important thing of the day. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna say some serious words here. Jury Duty is better than the new Nathan Fielder show. It is better than the rehearsal. I think Jury Duty is right up there with Review. That Andy Daly project. I liked Review because of that alternative, weird, surreal comedy. And I think Jury Duty nailed it. They nailed the surrealism of it. So Jury Duty is essentially... I hate to explain. It's like the Joe Schmo show, but with the jury. But uh, 
That that's just making it like feel like it's Joe Schmo show. But Joe Schmo show, it's a fake reality show with one person believing it's real and everybody else being an actor. And they're aware they're they're on a reality show and they're just playing characters and it's played for laughs. But on jury duty, it's more like the office. I would say it's more of a mockumentary kind of thing. So they have all the characters. So it's the judge is fake, the 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 attorneys are fake, the people, the plaintiff, defendant, they're all fake, the jury members are fake, the people testifying are fake. Everybody's an actor but the one person. And it's a, a more elevated version of that Joe Schmo show uh, premise. Because while the guy is still in his world thinking everything's real and all of this chaos happens in the courthouse, missing jurors, weird evidence, weird things said under oath, uh, it's still a documentary where they interview the jury members uh, about what they think. And they are still in character. Everything is still in character. So when you're seeing the, like the, the actors... They're playing the character version of themselves, so it's a bit like The Office and Parks and Rec. And when you see the filming process of how they film it, it also follows that mockumentary zoom in on the important thing, zoom out. And while we see the the, the mark, uh, Robert is his name, I believe, and he is just going about his way and they follow the camera towards him, well, there's still a camera following them. There's still a camera shooting at the actor's trying to build up the next scene further ahead or something going on later down the line. Uh, in this case, because I only got to episode three, James Mardson, the actor famous for X-Men and uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of, re- there's a big joke about James Mardson and all his accolades. Uh, he has, he, his whole goal is, I want to get out of jury duty because I'm James Mardson and an agent called me and I have a big important movie on the way. So his whole goal is, I need to get out of jury duty. And there's the whole talk of, it's on me, because I'm James Martin. I'm a celebrity. You, you shouldn't have me here, because I'm a celebrity. It, and it wasn't good enough. And complete with, like, banter with James Martin and uh, The Mark. What movies have you seen? Have you seen Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, yeah, I thought it sucked. You know Jim Carrey's in that. Yeah, yeah, he's very funny. I was there. I was. <laughs> it just is great. Um, and then it gets to the case, and the, the case feels almost kind of like a, a, a nod, somewhat, to the Tim Heidecker uh, trial of Tim, where it is sort of this surrealism of like what happened to this guy and evidence again. It's very fun to me. I thought this is what makes for great irrelevant comedy. And I, 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 the big question I have, because even though it's a reality show and these are long form improv actors trying to play jury members and they have to play the character for about a week. Um, so someone there is going to be the new Christian Wig because she was on Joe Schmo. Um, the real question is, how long did this take to get made? Because this feels like a show that they have pitched for about 15 years at this point, and it got passed over and passed over and passed over and passed over until Amazon Freebie. 
Amazon, it might as well be the Roku channel. It's a streaming service that you do not know or have heard of. This is not Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or Max. Max. This, this is Freebie. You can, you know what you can also watch on Freebie? You can watch like movies with commercials. Like you're, you're like you're watching cable television all over again. Oh, you want to watch the rundown with The Rock? Enjoy a big, right before the explosion, get ready to see a commercial for Crest Toothpaste. Anyway, uh, it's an interesting show. Uh, a very, very interesting show. Um, anyway. So, so I recommend it. It's a, um, oh, there it is. I got my water. So, those were the three I watched this week. I'm going to be watching more. I'm still binging Um Actually and Double Dare, all sorts of game shows. Uh, there's an Impossible channel on Roku where you can watch the UK game show Impossible. Also this week, apparently Takeshi's Castle debut on Amazon, but I think it's only in Japan because I can't see it yet. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. And uh, this is the fun part about the show, because um, I haven't seen it yet. But I really want to talk about it real quick. Um, so uh, my friend Josh, uh, who is a mega fan, if you've seen game shows, I suppose, and maybe you probably haven't, it's my uh, old game show podcast. Been thinking of bringing it back, but again, not a lot of game shows to talk about. I kind of covered most game shows. Uh, he was on the Takeshi's Castle episode, and he is a contestant on the new rebooted Takeshi. They flew him out to Japan to go to the set and be a contestant. So I thought dreams do come true, folks. If you're this guy, loved Takeshi's Castle. He knows like everything about the games, the challenges, the actors, everything about that original show. Then the adaptations, such as the UK variant, or obviously MXC, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, and all of the dubbers and actors on that show. So that is like a real dream come true for that kid. I'm very excited uh, to see him on it. I can't wait to watch. Uh, next. In terms of game show news, Taskmaster. Um, so the new season of Taskmaster has started, but this is apparently uh, some breaking news. I feel like I have to be Dave Meltzer. I'm the Dave Meltzer of game shows, folks. Um, so there's this show on the UK called Scared of the Dark, where celebrities have to live in a dark room, essentially. So everything is dark, they can't see shit, and... Essentially, it's like Celebrity Big Brother. Then they do physical challenges in the dark, and oh, it looks like they're gonna fall, or oh, this, oh no, snakes, spiders. It's all for charity. Apparently, the ratings are very low on that show, and because that show aired on Thursdays at like eight o'clock, it actually bumped Taskmaster to 10 p.m. and it got so bad. Scared of the Dark's ratings were very low, like 350,000, which is not a lot for a national television channel on their primetime lineup in the UK. That it not only dragged the numbers down, it dragged Taskmaster's numbers down. 
that it was, I believe, the lowest rated uh, episode of Taskmaster since its move from Dave to Channel 4, uh, which is really disappointing. Because of those, because those are the kind of, and the numbers are the kinds that normally would get a show axed. So I hope it, it only happened once, and it's not a sign of things to come with Taskmaster. Not to cause an alarm to anybody, but the ratings sucked on Taskmaster on the TV channel that they could pull the plug. Okay, not really, but I mean, it, it, it's one of those scary moments where it could. Uh, to me, Taskmaster is still one of the better game shows to come out of the UK. I think this season has been a lot of fun. Uh, very clever challenges, and time and time again, people have been wanting a US version. They bring up the Reggie version from Comedy Central, and they have all these articles, and I, I will remind people, but, like, the problem with, with Comedy Central's uh, Taskmaster is that they didn't become Taskmaster. They, they, they basically had to push and shove what it was. So no more prize task. An hour-long show is a half-hour show. You get two tasks in a live challenge, which is not a lot of time to banter on a half-hour show. Um, the contestants aren't all comedians. They're actors. You get Freddie Highmore. I mean, big, big draw, but why? You, you're... If it was me... Again, if this was me, I would be... If I was going to do Taskmaster, and I mean, if I was to seriously consider Taskmaster, first of all, yeah, I, I'm on, I, I would gladly be the assistant. Hey, Alex, you have, you have my number. You have my, Alex? Alex Horn, you don't listen to this podcast, but you, you know me, maybe. Maybe? Give me a call. Um, so if it was me, I would make sure it is more younger talent and unfortunately if I was to do Taskmaster USA I would more stem for internet I think the internet in terms of American comedy is going to be your best chance so like I would get content creator comedian I would get a podcast comedian you know someone young who has like a podcast I would get an established comedian an up-and-coming comedian, one that may may have a podcast, may have certain things, maybe do college humor or smosh or something. And then you get your outside improv actor or TV star or a little celebrity. So that way you have a draw from all sorts of content creation. So you can get like a um, Germa, like get Germa on there. And then you can get um, like Iffy. Iffy from, from uh, Dimension 20 and all these D&D shows. Then you get Iffy, you get Germa. And then you can get um, probably uh, let's see here. I'm trying to get more I get established comedian. So like a Nikki Glazer, maybe. So then you have like, so it's weird. It's like, why is Nikki Glazer with Germa? Makes no sense. But that's sort of what you want to grab. And then you still follow the same kind of task. And make sure the house isn't just like a small backyard with a pool. Like maybe go for like a ranch style house where there's a big field. Because I think the biggest draw with uh, 
with Taskmaster has always been that the, the, the backyard is a bit big, that you can do practically anything in this field. When it's just like a little pool, you, you, you're, you're, it doesn't feel good. The basketball in the pool thing was just, uh, no. So if you can somehow like make like a little like Texas style ranch house maybe, or um, maybe like a little, uh, if not that, maybe like a Portland style, like single story, but like something that would feel like Taskmaster, like that Portland style hip, I hate to say hipster house, but like, you know, single story with the camper van because it's prominent there and like your license plate wall mural or something fun and decorative that's all you kind of want for for a taskmaster us something that feels like anyone's backyard and then you can still keep that red and black vibe i, I still think that was really cool they didn't even have the red and black come on ah okay anyway so it's still possible i still fight for it but i think it has to be internet only i don't think it, it which is always bad because you know commercial breaks um but i think it's possible anyway uh so, so that's taskmaster it's so disappointing the range were that low um now we move on to our next bit of storage hbo max is becoming max and people are having their takes on this name change yep <sighs> I I just think it's 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 a name. I, I I understand people getting upset. It's not HBO Max. It's Max now. Oh, the, the HBO's branding and all that. I get it. I, I I get it. It to me though. I I just wonder like what do people say? I think they're changing it to Max because it's a single syllable word. So it's easy to slang it. Like, yeah, I'm on Max. Check out, get Max. Max it's up, let's Max it up. All that sort of branding thing. Because Netflix, you you can. It's Netflix and chill. That's all you get. Hulu is two syllables. They they're trying to simplify the term, and I get it. Um, I I think a name's a name. So so here's my big. Uh, maybe this is a hot take. Probably not. Maybe I don't give a shit about the name of the service. I just care if the content's good and people get paid. That's that's about it. So you could call it f like fuck balls. And if it has the most prestige TV show, people, it won't matter. People be on Twitter, Facebook. Yo, did you check out Gauntlet of Heroes on Fuckballs? Oh man, it was a great episode of Succession, but younger on Fuckballs. It doesn't matter. Because we're going to be talking about the show, not Fuckballs. They're going to be like, oh, you saw... Oh, did you see uh, uh, Dawson's Creek Jr. on Fuckballs? Real, real depressing shit happened last week on Glee Club, comma not to be confused with Glee, on fuckballs.
What you mean? You haven't seen adaptation of prestigious book series. That's right. It's the prequel books of, of Narnia. This is the wardrobe. Not, not how we got into the wardrobe to get to Narnia. It's just it's sitting there for an hour. The wardrobe closet. Not opened. Just there. You're going to think, am I watching a screensaver? Should I fast forward? It's still just the wardrobe closet. But what a prestigious prequel. Coming up next on Fuckballs, if you love The Last of Us, you'll love more dramatic gaming adaptations. That's right, folks. Get ready for Oddworld. That's right, Odd is back in Munch. And they're very sad in Pollution. Anyway, um, that that's... It doesn't matter what's it called, Max or HBO Max. You don't care about the name of the show. You just watch the show. You watch the rehearsal. You watch. Uh, you watch fucking John Oliver. Is that you? Don't even call it Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. You just say it's John Oliver. It doesn't matter. You you people would know what you're talking about linguistically if you say I watched the thing. They're going to assume you watched it on the streaming service or you pirated it. That's one of the two options, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You watch the damn thing. Let's have the conversation about it. Unless we have to go into that whole culture war. It is woke. It is woke. Oh my god, there are people hugging of the same gender. Is this woke? I'm angry because I'm not represented. Me, the straight white guy. Oh, fuck balls. I'm canceling my membership. Oh, I'm going to donate it all to TPUSA. Oh, fuck. Alex Jones, I'm horny for you. Oh, shit. Anyway, fuck balls. It's all streaming services. I, I, Max is just a fucking name. What's more important is how the writers getting paid for this shit, and that's why I support that writer strike that's going on. Am I a writer with the writer skill of America? Nope. Do I have people who are? Yes, and I actually think they should get their fucking money. Everyone's getting like worked up about the writer strike. They're not on strike that they're proposing if they don't get their demands, they're gonna strike. Totally different things. Number two is the last time they were on strike was 2008 and internet really wasn't the hottest commodity. YouTube just sort of became popular. When they had residuals, it was, hey, uh, what about web series? Not knowing that in 20 years time, practically Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus would end up being kind of the way things were. So they have to come up with a new strategy. Writers Guild has their own strategy. They have a little booklet. And they want that to be the strategy. Let's see how much of that gets done. Here's the big problem, though. When, if I remember correctly, when the writer strike happened in 08, the, the writers were picketing, and they had the late-night shows, and Conan had a beard. Now Conan has a beard. Um, you had... Uh, who, if you remember correctly, who made Huckabee was a thing? 
with Conan and John and, and, and Stephen Colbert over who was the guy who made Mike Huckabee? You know, Mike Huckabee, the father of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, a person who's getting rid of trans students in her own state. That, that's Sarah Huckabee. Well, who made that dad? Boy, is that timeless and not backfired in any way. Um, anyway, um, writer's strikes usually mean that the networks have to come up with shows. And the problem is this sort of happened during the pandemic. Well, if you remember correctly, the, the things froze. So we ended up with a lot of Zoom call shows, talk shows and reality television and slightly some game shows. And it didn't really, it wasn't really good. They had like backlogged shows that they wouldn't air any other way, but fuck, guess it's something, fuck it, let's go. And then eventually they got onto game shows and then game shows, cause one, one studio, easy for testing the contestants and everything, easy money. And then they got back to the scripted shows. So I, my fear is what they're going to do is the exact thing they did in the pandemic. Get ready for Zoom call shows, TV shows, single studio game shows, reality shows, just like they did in 08. Now, I love game shows, but I love it when there's thought put into it. They play tested the game. They figure out what contestants could do and what's the rule in place if this happens. And it's not a bazillion knockoffs of deal or no deal or a bazillion knockoffs of who wants to be a millionaire. There's some sort of, oh, that's a clever idea for a game show. I like those. And my fear is if it goes to strike, the networks are going to zoom in and make like a dozen or show really shit game shows. And that's going to be on the screens all during summer, maybe in the spring, maybe early fall until the writer's strike clears. And what always happens is then the terms are met, the shows get canceled, but they over cancel. And that means a lot of great game shows get the ax. And we are currently in the midst of a really cool summer fun and games. We're in the midst of NBC finally figuring out game shows could work with Password. And CBS has a lot of reality shows with Big Brother and Survivor and I, whatever Phil Kogan does these days. That they could do it. So my fear is they're getting the axe. It's yanked. And there's nothing. Uh, uh, maybe we want 20 more episodes of The Wall. Maybe Holy Moly is going to make a comeback. I haven't heard anything about that show yet. Who knows? Um, but that got me thinking. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Cube got there. The, it's coming back in May. Originally, it was January, and now it's been bumped to May. Um, okay. Uh, hopefully... They get season three pickup order because it's still one of my favorite game shows. Unfortunately, if you recall, the cube was on my best of list two years ago and they never aired an episode last year. So it got disqualified from my list this year. So this is very old episodes. And I'm going to 
I'm kind of worried, honestly. Um, so, here's what I'm thinking here. Uh, with TBS, they're, they're trying to figure this out. This is all Warner. This is all Max. When the hell is AEW going to be on a streaming service? I'm still confused why we haven't heard any news about that. Like, if I was to watch AEW Dynamite, I actually have to have a cable subscription and an on-demand service. But most people have cut the cord. If they're watching AEW Dynamite, they're watching it illegally. Shh. What if we ease the access to watching AEW? Watch it on demand. Maybe old pay-per-views. I want to relive that, uh, what was it, the Revolution pay-per-view with the barbed wire death match and the 4-3-2-1. That, that, I want to live that in my head over and over again. Where is it? Well, it's okay, because in Saturday, there's going to be a, uh, a show. They're doing another AEW show. Wrestling's wrestling, folks. Uh, coming soon, AEW Collision? I'm, I'm hearing this from a few wrestling sites. Uh, CM Punk is going to front that. I don't know if it's like creatively or it's a roster split or whatever. But this is way too much fucking wrestling. This is just... This is just way too much fucking wrestling. Look, I like AEW, but the reason I liked AEW Dynamite was it was two hours, and I got it, and that was it. And I was happy. But now it's like WWE. Well, you have two hours here, one hour here. You're going to have another two hours here. You're going to have this special event. Then you're going to have the dark, dark elevation. you got to watch it all if you want to understand all the rosters and all of this. No. It's way too much. The reason people liked NXT was it was a one-hour show every week with cool characters, and then, and then, they put it on USA, made it two hours, and originally it sucked ass, then it got a little good, then it got a little bad, then it got slightly good, then it kind of got a little confusing. That I think the only reason people watch now is to see if eventually William Regal shows up to go, WALL GAMES, and that's it. Uh, I, I tried to watch NXT this week uh, because, hey, it's a two-hour show. The roster's only in that universe. They had a fucking John Oliver parody. And it was like, I don't know this character. I don't get it, but it was like, hey, guys, I'm a British guy. I'm going to do a John Oliver bit. And also, I do flippy things, but I don't do flippy things. I also do this thing. And also, I get this thing and this thing. And also, I had a championship match. I was thinking, oh, my God, you're this is like I get they're trying to do John Oliver. And this is to introduce the character. But I'm waiting for all of the John Oliver mannerisms. I'm waiting for, and this is true, and this is true, and holy shit, oh my god, and this, and this is true. And, and, and by the way, and if you do this, remember, and remember this, this is like if, if, a, if a turkey ended up biting you at Thanksgiving, now you would be the big piece of shit, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yes, you would. At John Oliver. Holy shit. 
and we need to do something about um, so that's why you go to this website. I made this a very funny and here's a YouTube video. I, I should probably do a whole episode just a parody of John Oliver that would be almost on par with that NXT parody. Um, it was very confusing. Cool set though. Um, but I was, I was a little confused. There was like mafia guys as a gimmick. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> Anyway, Vince McMahon's in charge, and they're still going to get money from the Saudis. But hey, it's not the Saudis that bought WWE. It's Endeavor, who own UFC. So it's totally different. Which means I can go back to playing WWE games. And I did. Uh, in my few minutes I've played with WWE 2K23, I've had fun with it but not too much fun. The best way to describe WWE 2K23 uh, in a simplified version is, wow, this is a very fun game to play, but holy shit, there's a lot of bullshit in this game. They're really going into that Madden, NBA 2K, NHL, you know, like all the sports games, and they have that fucking trading card game where you build your roster and all that. I, I don't like that. I get it, because it's easy microtransactions, you unlock it if you play, you unlock it if you did, money, 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 but it, it just, to me, it that is just a chip on my shoulder of just, it doesn't feel good. I, I, I When it comes to a wrestling game, and maybe I'm, get, I'm on the wrong standpoint here, I like it better if you don't fucking put things behind a paywall or try and make a microtransaction playing card game and shove that right at the front of the game. I would kind of like it better to just play a fucking game. Hey, Exhibition 1v1 Wrestling. I, I kind of like it when, uh, here's, a, here's a clever idea, you, you play a game and then like you do something really cool in the game and then that unlocks something else. Like, hey, you played uh, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, uh, and you play that, and that unlocks Kane. Now you can play as Kane. Like, something like that always is more fun to me, more rewarding than, oh, yeah, you could buy this character. Or, hey, you unlocked the Mattel John Cena. It's just... <sighs> To me, that's the disappointing part. I get it, it's a very fun because alternate costumes and weird shit, but just, eh, not my, not my style. Additionally, one thing I like is creativity. I like to create wrestlers, and I think if you're gonna make a wrestling game, that should be the thing. And luckily, 2K23 still has a great roster of create a wrestlers that I think that makes for a lot of fun. Uh, in terms of just building your own universe and playing along with it, that it still, to me, makes that still one of the better wrestling games to come out. Because as long as there's CAW and that creativity, and then you can play and mesh, that's fun. And then you have the alternate GM mode, which is kind of like a board game kind of thing, which I kind of like just as its own secondary game within a game uh, that I actually kind of enjoy. Uh, just to see like, hey, what could happen in one year? 
Guys, Ooh, hey, I'm yawning on camera. Um, to me, that makes it a lot more fun. But I just want to play the game, you know, like, hey, do this move, and hey, do that move, and then finish her. Like, that's, that's it. I haven't played Street Fighter VI. How is that? I, I, I saw there was a beta this week, but I never got to play it. That is a game a lot of people are looking forward to, Street Fighter VI, but I gotta wait, I guess. Um, plus, I'm bad at fighting games. Don't tell anybody, I'm pretty bad at the fighters. Uh, lastly, 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 uh, let's talk about blue check marks. That's right, so, in the whole story this week in the discourse, he has blue check marks. See, on 420, you get it, weed? <laughs> uh, let's get rid of the blue check marks, and then, unless you pay eight bucks a month. So people who are prominent, famous people are like, no. And they lose their blue check marks, and they don't give a shit. Then there are others who are like, no, I don't give a shit. And they kept their blue check marks because they had over a million followers. And then Elon's like, no, I'm giving this to you as a gift. So then what happened is a few people like like a drill, like Jesus nice. Uh, if you change your name in the verified process, you lose the check mark. So what a few celebrities have done is change their name and fuck with it, essentially. Um, and that led to a lot of discourse over blue check marks. Like a lot of Elon Musk fanboys are like, Oh, you don't want to pay eight bucks a month for Twitter, but you will pay for it for Netflix. You'll pay for for OnlyFans. Well, yeah, because you probably get more entertainment value out of that than Twitter. Like, I, I want to pay eight bucks a month to get punched in the face. Twitter is getting punched in the face on a daily basis. You post one thing, people get angry at you on replies. Why would I pay money for that service? If I wanted to get punched in the face for eight bucks a month, I would hit a boxing gym. I would go to the USC gym, because at least I could punch back. I uh, no. No. Anyway. Uh, the checkmark thing, it's its just a, another one of those. Elon Musk has an idea, it backfires. So what's going to happen is people are blocking the blue, which means if you have the blue checkmark, they're blocking you because they don't want to hear from you. Probably for good measure, you're probably a whiny baby. And I, what I love about this, and this is just on a political standpoint, I think this is the one issue that I have seen both political sides uh, be in favor of blocking the blue. I've seen, you know, the Bernie Sanders progressive wing. I've seen MAGA people, not Ron the Sanders people. I think they're too busy getting upset by Bud Light to give a shit. But it is funny to see uh, people blocking and going, you dumbasses, I don't care, fuck you. Like that to me, that is healing to divide in this country. <laughs> is telling people who paid eight bucks for a check mark, this motherfucker paid eight bucks for a, for a check mark. Cause it's just a, f they think it's a status symbol. 
motherfucker, it's a pixel! It doesn't fucking matter! It's a fucking emote! It's just an emote that has a check mark to it! Originally, it was there to verify celebrities and prominent figures from people who are fake accounts, so that way you don't figure it and don't get duped and they don't sue the fucking company. But no, now anybody can do it, which means for eight bucks a month, you can pretend to be any celebrity you want. But then Elon's like, wait, no, no, you have to put parody of your parody. And then what happened with the whole parody thing? Oh shit, well, we gotta get rid of all the parody people. But, then, but no, 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 wait, 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 no, no, no. It implodes like the rocket. SpaceX launched a rocket and it blew up. And people were like, mission accomplished. The rocket blew up. No, the rocket blew up was bad. SpaceX knows better. They had a fucking rocket pinpoint land a few years ago. They had a rocket go up and down like an elevator. They, they had a rocket launch with celebrity, just like Amazon. Was it Blue Orbit? And, and and it came down. Elon was at the fucking rocket. They blew up, and we were all sad. So now rocket blows up. That's a good thing. No, there are people alive who who saw the Challenger explosion and would say, no, that's not a good thing. This is the, this is the kind of dipshit. This is the kind of dipshit the Elon Musk types. They, they, when, when something stupid happens, like someone makes a really dumb take and no one agrees with them and they're getting ratioed to hell, they will agree with that dumb opinion and say, this is great for the marketplace of ideas. It's not, you dumbasses. No one should pay eight bucks for a fucking check mark. That eight bucks a month could go towards milk. It could go towards potato chips. It could go towards avocado toast because us millennials can't afford a home, but we can afford avocado toast. It, it could, you know what eight bucks could go towards? It could go towards Netflix when they hike up the prices again and you really want to watch Wednesday season two. That eight bucks a month can go towards a Patreon of, say, me. I have a Patreon. Give it to me. Give me your eight bucks a month. I promise I won't give you a fucking check mark. You only get like, I think, a roll on the Discord, which is not really that much. That's... Yeah, really tragic. Hey, you know what you can do for eight bucks a month? Hey, eight bucks a month, you can buy a delicious boba tea. Boba! It's the new thing everyone loves because you go glub, 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 and all the balls go in your mouth. And who doesn't love choking on balls? Eight bucks a month can buy you 80 plastic bags in the state of California. 80! Think of all the environmental damage you can do with 80 plastic bags. You know what eight bucks a month can get you? Get you a hot and ready pepperoni pizza at Little Caesars, Pete's Pizza. You know what eight bucks a month can get you? 
hit you half of a Disney Plus subscription. I believe. I think it's 50 bucks a month. Double that, you get Baby Yoda. Which is more important? Fucking Elon Musk being E-Bombs World and finding whatever meme he found, screenshotting it and then posting it on his Twitter account and going, Allah funny epic bacon la fail? No. You know what's better? Fucking Lizzo dancing. Or, or maybe, just maybe, OnlyFans. Fucking yeah, you know, everyone's like, oh, I'm not the OnlyFans. Fuck it, at least you're gonna see some titties. At least you're gonna see some buttholes. At least you're gonna see some of your fetish kinks, and I know you have fetish kinks. Do you want Elon Musk? Or do you want your fetish kinks? I know which I would want. Let me tell you. I really love the lingerie with a little bit of pierced nipple, like just exposed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I mean, what about that Elon Musk, huh? Don't you want to have the um? Don't you want to have features that are already available to Discord Nitro people, but on your Twitter feed? You know, eight bucks a month you can get Discord Nitro. Maybe that's a better service for you. You can, at least that, you could have a rotating avatar. You could have a cool GIF background. They don't even let you have GIFs on fucking Twitter. Hey, you know what eight bucks a month can get you in other places? You know, for eight bucks. Eight bucks? Hear, hear me out here. Eight dollars a month. That is two dollars a week. That That is pennies a day. You can help. No, that's cruel. Uh, no, what you can do is for eight bucks a month, you can definitely do a lot more things in social media than give Elon Musk that money. Because a check mark is just a check mark. For eight bucks, I think on Tumblr, you can get double check marks and it's only a one-time payment. And it's stupid, but funny. I just think it's there's no point in that check mark system on Twitter. I get it, commodifying the verification so everybody can get it, not just celebrities. I get that whole fucking thing that they're trying to sell. But the thing is, no one fucking buys it except for people who want to support Elon Musk. This might as well be Gab. This might as well be Truth Social, where it's just this one group of people who give a shit and no one else does. You have, you know what? YouTube Premium is a much better buy than Twitter Blue. Because at least with YouTube Premium, no ads. You get YouTube Music. You can listen to music like Spotify and have that on your app and listen to it on your home. You can do that. You know what you can do with, you, with YouTube Premium? You can, there's movies. You get discounts on YouTube TV. There's a lot of good stuff with that. You know, eight bucks a month, I think that's enough for a dropout subscription. Or maybe, uh, I think Rooster Teeth too. Six, no, 60 bucks a month. Uh, 60 bucks a year is Rooster Teeth. And that, let's see, 60 divided by 12 is five bucks a month. You can get dropout, you can get Rooster Teeth for that same eight bucks a month. And let me tell you, you get more entertainment value with Game Changer and Um Actually and Dirty Laundry than you would 
epic bacon Rick and Morty meme. He, he, Elon Musk is like just one concussion away from from finding out about Fortnite. He's like he's like he's like one bad bad toke away from finding out about Adult Swim. You know what's gonna be sad? One day, Elon Musk is going to end up posting the fucking uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson hot dog meme of we're all trying to figure out who this is and kill one of the better memes out there. Anyway, uh, shout outs to Hard Drive for fighting the good fight uh, because they're the ones currently in the battle on Elon Musk to point out what of an annoying dipshit he really is. So when it comes to Twitter Blue, it's don't get it. And stand in solidarity with the big prominent celebrities who don't fucking want it either. Because guess what that means? They're just like you anyway. They don't have a check mark. They don't want the fucking check mark. They're just like you. It's not get the check mark so you could be with the celebrities. The celebrities want to be with. Why would you do? That's the thing they don't think about. That's what they're not thinking about. Oh, if I buy the check mark, then I'm just as important as LeBron James. I'm just as important as Elon Musk. No! Jesus Nice doesn't want it, that shit! No! They don't... They don't want it! They want to live like common people! They want to live like ever common people do! They don't want to buy blue subscription! They don't want to pay eight bucks a month! So... Anyway, this discourse is going to keep going on for a while. Uh, the best plan of attack is essentially just fight that AI robots. They're going to destroy every job. Elon Musk is not a genius. He bought is basically a good PR team to make it seem like he does. And Twitter will eventually crash and implode just like a Tesla car, a SpaceX rocket and x.com before it became PayPal. So the best thing you can do right now is just hit subscribe on my YouTube channel or hit subscribe on this podcast. Tell your friends about it. We'll see you soon for another episode. So until next time, I hope you all have fun. So this is Jordan Haas signing off. Wishing you good night.